Hello and welcome to the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. This is Jimmy Miller, an associate editor with Lawn and Landscape Magazine. 2020 is nearly over. Yes, I can hear you cheering from here. The year was a reminder that you need to be prepared for anything. And while there's only so much you can do to be ready for a global pandemic, there's plenty you can do in the way of risk management. Now, if I say the word insurance, please don't turn this off. My conversation with Tim Kane from CNS Insurance Agency is a fascinating one. We talked about everything from new risk management methods since COVID-19 started to the biggest mistakes he notices contractors make when it comes to selecting their insurance plans. And uh, we've been involved uh, in the green industry for about 40 years now. Uh, Me personally, 30 years uh, working with uh, landscapers and arborists in nurseries. Um, Again, for the past 30 years, we have a couple specialized insurance programs for each of those industries. So it's been it's been great. We were kind of talking back and forth before I started recording, but how did you first get to know the green industry? Like, what were your first impressions? So uh, the the way I get into it, so I I got into the insurance business in 1985 uh, doing the financial planning, but uh, gravitated towards the property and casualty side, the liability workers comp, and particularly the commercial side of the business. So I started in a small agency in Braintree, Mass., and um, back then it was, you know, here's the yellow pages, here's the phone books, start calling people. And um, so as I, as I started making appointments and, uh, and um, you know, selling some insurance, I, I got to uh, one of my friends owned a landscape company. So he was one of my first clients and, and still is. And I just, I liked the industry. I did it when I was in high school. And uh, so I kind of just gravitated towards that and we, started developing a program uh, as we went along, and and that was my intro into the business. Well, Tim, uh, you know, this year in particular, it kind of seems like everything has seemed to go wrong. Uh, It's been a a wild and crazy year. Um, From your standpoint, is there anything that landscapers can do to protect themselves via insurance? So, great question. Um, It has been a crazy year. A lot has gone wrong, but fortunately, Jimmy, from the landscape and arbor side, they're having some of their best years ever. Uh, so in Massachusetts, I don't know about the rest of the country, but in Massachusetts, uh, the the industry was deemed essential uh, when COVID hit. So they were still able to go out and work. And, you know, with people staying home, they're looking at their yards, they're not spending as much money on going out to eat and that kind of stuff. So they've, I think they've been just hiring landscape professionals and arborists to come out and do some work in the yard. So from a business standpoint, it's been fantastic. From a, you know, protect yourself standpoint, um, not nothing new from an insurance standpoint. So there's no new products that, that have come out and said, okay, well, you know, we'll protect your workers against developing COVID or, or something like that. In fact, quite the opposite. If, if someone uh, from a workers' comp standpoint, if someone gets sick, sick with COVID, uh, really most insurance companies, I haven't heard of anyone yet that, that will cover it uh, because it's just difficult to prove that you, you developed it from a work situation. So, um, but the, what the, the biggest burden I've seen uh, from uh, the, the landscape side is that there's a lot of practices that they need to put in place now, like every business has. So, you know, the biggest one is 
uh, one of the mandates was you could only have one person in a truck. So you've got these guys who are used to having four or five guys in a truck. Now they can only have one. So they've got people driving their own cars to job sites. So it became a little bit of a, a hassle there in managing the workforce. So, uh, but that's, that's what they've been doing, putting one person in a truck. They're keeping their distance out in the field. They're wearing masks, all, all the stuff they should be doing. So it's more of a, from a risk management standpoint, it put a little bit of a burden on these companies. But like I said, from a financial standpoint, I think it's fascinating that there's suddenly this renewed focus on risk management, because in theory, if you are still maintaining your business the way you did, um, and now you have more trucks out there, um, more equipment out there, I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's helped us from that perspective too, because a lot of the companies have had to purchase additional vehicles, had to have, had to purchase additional equipment. So obviously they've got to ensure that stuff. So, um, but we've always approached all of these guys from a risk management approach. You know, insurance isn't going to cover everything. So how can, how can you best manage your business uh, by doing other things? And, and loss control and safety is, is always a big one. That's huge. The global pandemic isn't here to stay forever. But Tim Kaine says a renewed focus on insurance should be. And he knows, he knows that you hate insurance. And they all hate insurance, like everybody. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't say they all do. But for the most part, it's a, it's a burden, it's an expense, and they, don't, they, don't, they really don't want to look at it. But Tim says the biggest mistake you can make with insurance is push away the conversation just because you hate it. Sometimes just going with the cheapest option is not the best thing for your company. It's not just about the total cost. Tim says it's also about considering what you're covering and what you're not. Take two policy plans that he's noticing are becoming more commonplace. Well, uh, just one, I would say one or two other things uh, that are fairly new is from an insurance standpoint, which 
historically landscape contractors wouldn't even think of or talk about but um there's cyber liability which is a huge thing yet everyone hears about now uh from an insurance standpoint uh, but most landscapers wouldn't think of of you know looking at that coverage it's You've heard all the stories of the, you know, the breach at Target stores and the breach at Home Depot and, you know, credit cards being compromised. So cyber liability protection has become a big deal. And, uh, you know, most of the argument there is, well, we don't really, we don't take credit cards, but cyber is a lot more than that. Um, you know, if somebody hacks into your system and, and takes information about your employees and uses that to create, you know, new identities and, and, money that's cyber liability as well so we've been trying to educate people on that and uh, the second thing is employment practices liability is huge so that's protection for wrongful termination discrimination harassment which for for obvious reasons is big right now too so we've been highly recommending that two coverages which traditionally you know Nobody really considered for those industries, but uh, it's becoming becoming more and more uh, relevant. Also becoming relevant is a pay-as-you-go plan, which Tim says could help contractors who don't keep employees on the payroll all 12 months of the year. If you don't offer snow removal services in snowy areas, for example, this plan could be worth exploring. It's a way to pay for your workers' comp. It's as simple as that. So your traditional workers' comp policies, uh, you, you, the, the client comes up with a, what they, uh, estimate their annual premium, uh, their annual payroll to be for the year. So you take that estimate if it's a million dollars of payroll and the landscape rate is three bucks and per hundred of payroll, then you're going to be paying $30,000 a year for your workers comp. So, and in the way the insurance companies bill is, well, we want 25% of that up front, and then we'll bill you eight monthly installments. So that's fine. People do that. Well, pay-as-you-go came along. The issue with uh, landscape contractors out here anyway in the Northeast when you get the snow in the winters, a lot of them aren't working in the winter. So you've got this big, uh, you know, you've got the monthly payment that's due. You've got a down payment that's due. So, and in the winter months, the the, the tight for these guys so it's a, the pay-as-you-go became a cash flow advantage so what it is it's a it's really a company that ties your the rate into your your payroll so if you pay your people weekly uh the this this pay-as-you-go company is going to take the rate uh, times your weekly payroll and submit that to the insurance company so it's real-time payment of your workers comp so in the winter if you have no employees working you have no workers comp payroll so you have no premium due so it's it's really it's a cash flow issue and it's uh it works out great so it well a couple things it helps with cash flow and then one of the uh, biggest gripes from landscape clients is you know at the end of the year uh, their their workers comp uh, policy is audited so if they going back to the original example if they estimated they were going to have a million dollars of uh, payroll and it ended up being a million five well now the insurance company is looking for a big check to make up for that so the pay-as-you-go uh, program eliminates that whole audit situation entirely because you're paying Again, as you pay your payroll, you're paying your workers' comp premium. So it's a great, great program. All of that could sound like a mouthful, 
and Tim Kaine says he knows that it is. Meeting with someone who can go over your company's specific needs is the best way to end up paying for a plan that works well with your business. What's, what's their, what are some of the mistakes that uh, people make in the industry? One of them is not working with an expert that knows their business. So to, to answer your question, uh, as you alluded to, a, landscape, a landscaper could take on many different forms. We have clients who do just landscape construction. So they're doing stone walls and patios and, and landscaping around pools and, and new, new, new houses and that stuff. Now we have landscapers who just do maintenance. Uh, and then we have landscapers who do maintenance and some landscape lighting and irrigation. So it's all over the board. So yes, it's crucial that you're working with someone who knows the questions to ask and figure out exactly what you're doing because the premium is a lot less for someone who's just mowing lawns than someone who's doing landscape construction. There are different class codes within the insurance industry to account for that. Um, and then, you know, using the obvious example, their, their, their rates are much higher for obvious reasons. It's a, it's a whole lot more hazardous taking a tree down than it is, uh, you know, mowing a lawn. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of different, uh, uh, different operations to make sure you're insuring properly. If you've wondered if you can make it through a podcast about insurance policies, congratulations. The answer is yes. Tim Kane, who helped keep things light for us, can answer specific questions at Tim at C-A-N-D-S-I-N-S dot com. Insurance is complicated to navigate, but as Tim reminded us, it's essential. Thanks for listening to the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. This was Jimmy Miller, and we'll catch you next time.